Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and we're talking Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo. Yes, it's episode 75. The show is still going, and today we are bigging out, bigging, bringing out a big one. And it is a big one. Chrono Trigger is massive. The legacy of this game is not to be ignored. It has to be respected whether you like it or not. This game is considered one of the greatest games of all time. It's often put in people's best game of all time. Is it mine? No. Did I like it? Yes. I definitely did. I gave it a real good sit down this time because I, I played it previously and I was like meh, meh, meh. But I was kind of like not really paying attention. I was kind of playing it when I was trying to talk to the missus. So you really need to be engrossed in this sort of game. So I got asked to play it for episode 75 and I really sat down and blitzed through the game and really enjoyed it. My guest this week is making his debut. It is Captain N. Now, Captain N has been with the show since day dot. He was one off, if not the first Patreon to ever sign up. And he has been supporting the show and making comments and giving me abuse for a long time. So he finally wanted to come onto the show. So episode 75, I've given him his chance. Let's see if he's any good. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Now, me personally, I'm on the, I'm on the recovery. I'm on the mend. I had COVID, I was finally given the all clear this morning, which is great, so I finally got to actually get out and do stuff, and took the little one to go see Little Mermaid, thought it was going to be crap, actually enjoyed it, thought it was pretty decent, but yes, we are going to go, you know, now actually have a full show this week, because last week was a bit of a shortened one, but that was just because I felt so sick. To be honest, I felt horrific, and I thought, look, I know I don't want to make, miss a week, I'm just going to make it a shortened show, but I think it was like over an hour long anyway. Me and R9 went on for a long time talking. But before we get into Chrono Trigger, we've got to do the plug, and we're going to have to do the introduction, because, well, we got to. That's part of the show, isn't it? So first of all, let's get these plugs out the way. Whatever you want to do, if you want to support the show, please give it a five-star review, or if you listen to this, whether it's on Patreon, whether it's over on, I don't know, Netflix, YouTube, wherever, please give it a five-star, and please share it wherever you see this appear on Twitter, whether you appear this on Instagram, please give it a share, because it really helps get the show out there. If you want to help support the show financially, you can do over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, and this could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, here's episode 48 of 10 franchises that I think need another chance. I just worry when it comes to F-Zero franchise that it's been forgotten for what it even is. Like, Nintendo fans will know who Captain Falcon is, but now he's not becoming an F-Zero character. He's becoming just a Smash Brothers character, which is a shame, really, because that's what it shouldn't be. There are plenty of others on this list who are in Castlevania. Sorry, who are in Castlevania. No, they're not in Castlevania. Who are in Smash Brothers, but still have that, oh, I remember this person from this. I remember this person from this. But Captain Falcon and Ness are becoming one of those ones. Oh, yeah, I remember them from Smash Brothers. And that was episode 48 of 10 Game Branches, I think, need another chance. And for some reason, when I uploaded that episode, um, I don't, for only 40 seconds got done. No idea why. I fixed it now. Thank you, oddly enough, Captain N. He was the one who let me know. Apparently, compared to his sex life, it was very short. 40 seconds, though, 
that's not bad. You can take that one and get, you know, most men are like, 40 seconds. We're like shotguns in this house. Um, so be very happy with that. Um, so yes, 48 is now fully up if you want to go listen to that. Now, next week, what am I going to do? I'm going to do another top 10. And it's going to be episode 49. And I'm going to do my top 10 performances in a movie. In a video game-esque movie. Could be animated. Could be live action. So it's 10 characters who I think were the absolute tits for their respected movies. And that will be coming out on Friday. Also, to just let you know, the 5% of all the Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, which helps support raise games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. So far, we raise only just about $4, which I know isn't much, but one day I want this show to grow and we could donate games and consoles. That'll be the dream. Additionally, if I do get to 1,000 subs on YouTube, I'll donate 1,000 a thousand i'll donate i'll donate five percent of any income made from youtube hey i say a thousand if we get it that high i will donate i said if we made fifty thousand quid i'll start donating big chunks i'll start buying consoles i'd love that would be absolutely incredible but if you do have any old games you just want to get rid of, please go to the link directly and you can just send them the games. Maybe not send them GTA, but if you've got any old games, you, I want to sell that. Just give it to the kids. They'd love it. Additionally, for your money, you get access to our own Discord. You get the chance to message me one-on-one and take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comments of your game of the week. And I'll probably butcher your names. There we go. There's the plugs. Let's get them out of the way. They're all officially done now. Right, let's move in to our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Now, 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where I let you guys pretty much ask whatever you want. Now, I, as I said, I banked up last week's because you asked a few and I'm going to give them a go as well. So there are going to be repeats on this list, but yeah, we all we all like it, don't we? So first of all, Blaine the Hoagie Man says, So, Mr. Danny, I noticed your guest is once again Mr. R9 Beats. This was last week. And we want to know, if you ask him, is he really John Tron in disguise or and or has he had ties to the mob? Um, I don't know who John Tron is. <laughs> Should I know? Should I? Is there wrong? Oh, fuck. Fuck, this man doesn't know who John Tron is. I've got no idea. He, his voice is so unique, isn't it? I do wonder if he has ties to the mobs, because he, he is the sort of voice where he's going to get me whacked. He has that potential. I know R9 listens sometimes, so he's probably like, hey, don't, don't tell anyone, I'm going to get you whacked. Yeah, he's, I'm probably going to get a message about, like, saying you've, I've insulted his uncle or something like that. And he's going to, he's a Canadian. I'm sure he's Canadian. He don't know anyone. He's got no ties to the mob. Come on, let's be honest. But, yeah, I don't know who the hell John Tron is. So someone's going to have to enlighten me on that one. Chris Coplin says, Smucks, oh, for God's sake, Chuck Smutty Dud. I have to ask what qualifies an objection. Oh, here we go. Last week, you objected to the fact that many people want to know what Gardevoir Vaporeon... Objection! Definitely getting objected already. And then you quickly pivoted to saying you would take a fist up the arsehole. I feel a fist up the arsehole is slightly more violent and disturbing than moist rodent... Objection! Just been objected again, or at least on par. Glad to hear you recovered from the concussion. Oh yeah, I had concussion, didn't I? And then I got COVID, and then I pulled a hammy. Playing footsie can be dangerous. Keep your eyes next time and you'll be fine. So the reason why I don't object myself... It's because it's my game. It's my show. I make the goddamn rules. 
and we recorded an episode earlier this morning, and I objected off the shit that came out of your mouth. So don't you start trying to dictate to me what gets objected on the show and what doesn't. What doesn't? What doesn't? It just gives me more work to do because I've got to remember, oh shit, I objected that, oh shit, I objected that, and I've got to go back to it and hope to God it's like it doesn't get past the censors. Do you know how much extra work it has to be for me to go back and listen to my own shite? So I have to censor you, mainly you, pain in the ass. <laughs> Dickhead. All right, Captain N says, Dearest Danny, I will write slowly because of your concussion. Yes, I've recovered from concussion. Bastards. All right, anyways, enough fooling around. You have a podcast to do. Yes, I do. The question will be, what is your favorite Final Fantasy from the three categories below? Favorite one of one, though. Six, two, hang on, what? What? Six, favorite one through six to two. Favorite of seven through to ten. Favorite of twelve. Oh, okay, 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 I get you. All right. Um, one to six. Uh, it's definitely got to be six. Six hundred. I know okay, it's a cop out, but it's a, it's a great game. It, Final Fantasy Six is an absolutely great game. Uh, I want to play it again for the show, and it will get an episode on this show. There is no doubt. But I try and do my Final Fantasies like every twenty-five because you don't want you want to go Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. Because come on, I know there are so many of them, but it will get stale. If if it's doing Final Fantasy, so. I'm not sure when the next one's going to be out. Like, I've played three. I've I've played three. That's been done already. I'm just... I've got a guest lined up for three. And I still haven't got around to finishing five. So, they'll probably be the next ones that are coming up at some point. Um, Yeah. So, that's where the Final Fantasy trail goes. Oh, nine's been recorded as well. Nine has been recorded. Um, Favourite, seven through ten. Seven. It's an easy one. I, I'm not going to go into more of that. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. Uh, I can only go with 12 on this because, yes, I played 13. Um, I didn't mind it as much as everyone hated it. I actually didn't really mind it. 14 is online. I haven't been there. And 15, um, I haven't been there. I got really distracted. Other things came my way. So, again, 15, I will go back to that at some point. Probably maybe next year I might start playing that because I'm playing 16 at the moment, so I probably will go back to 15 to give it a proper crack. Now all they've had all the DLC, it's like, where do you go from this? You want to make sure you get it all right, but yeah, I will do it at some point. Storm Beagle says, all right, okay, so these are all the questions um, from this week. Hey, Danny, hope you're feeling much better. Not sure if you mentioned this before, but being from merry old England, do you follow the Premier League? What team or teams do you support? team you have to be that very careful when you say football so yes i do follow the premier league I, I don't get to follow as much as i do i just check the scores because the timing in australia kickoffs are a pain in the ass uh, i'm united man united that's who i follow uh, my home team is trammy rovers superboy army now that's not racist for anyone comes after me it's not the aryan race of footballers they're just all playing white my FIFA went after them. They, they actually covered up the art, the, the Super White Army, thinking it was a racist thing. It was. It was not. It's just we, all, the Trammy Rovers, all playing white. That's all it was. Um, now, Man United is my team. If you're going to give me a second team, it'd be Everton. Um, not Liverpool. Cannot stand Liverpool. Hate them with a burning passion. And I know there's one particular person who just listens to this podcast, and he's a diehard Liverpool fan. And we've had so many arguments over this. It's like just. Pull the red shite over your eyes. Get it out and realize that you're just a terrible team. <laughs> That's going to start something, isn't it? 
Uh, Captain N says, Danny, congrats on episode 75. As your rhythm is now set, do you see the podcast staying the course or is there a secret plan to alter the format? The audience wants to know. Um, I'm going to say it's going to stay the course because you don't... Yeah, I do feel I've got in a nice little rhythm now of the different shows I want to bring in. Um, and Celebration Sector is the only one that's going to kind of come in and out because, you'd, again, it all depends on what's actually going on, if there's any celebrations. But I do like the current setup now. I think anything more would be too silly. There's only one thing I want to do, and I'm not planning to do that yet for another maybe year or two. And again, that this section would only be seconds long. It would only be very, very short. It would not be... Um, and I need to put it through the wife first and put it through the wife. That sounds horrendous. Jesus, that's getting clipped. I need to put it through the wife. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yeah, maybe we'll see how that goes. My, that my brain is thinking about something. But again, I don't want to do too much because you don't want to convolute it. Do I see everything else changing? No. Um, I don't. I want to keep DLC as just how it's been, which is that one episode a week, because I, I can't afford to do, not afford as in financially, but time-wise. Uh, you know, I could argue, oh, you could make a news channel, a news thing all by itself, but I, I don't have the time to do that. There's no way I could do two podcasts a week, you know, two extra podcasts a week. One works quite well because I can plan that and then literally I record it on a Friday. But there's no way I could actually plan to do another one and give it justice. Let's just say like that, to give it the justice which it would deserve. You know, I don't want to make another podcast of which is just news and it'd be just shit. So I'd like to be able to just give two podcasts a week, which I can really put the effort into. And that'll do because I'm trying to play loads of games at the same time. Like I, I know I've been blitzing through games recently but you know for those who don't know i'm actually so well in the backlog now and as in like i'm sorry i should say i've got loads of episodes banked i should say which has been a testament and i keep saying a thank you to everybody who comes onto the show because that means if we do have a panic like if i'm really sick um, or i'm playing a really long game we have those shorter games in the bank so i can call upon them but i don't I don't really think this this will be is unless anything drastic changed in my head, which I don't think it will. This will be the format now of, you know, if we do the plug, the Patreon, um, six and bits of nonsense, patch, consider etc. etc. Sticky to be ginger is probably the last thing that really came into my head, and I was like, that's a really good idea. I don't think we'll go any further than that, adding extra stuff, because again, as I said, it'll become too bloated. The show sometimes I can remember when it first started, it was like forty five minutes long. And now the show's like consistently, usually around an hour and a half a week. And then you've got the Patreon episode as well, which that can vary from about 20 minutes to 40 minutes, depending on what I'm covering. So, I, yeah, this is how it's going to be. And I realized, yeah, some of the chats we can do really long. Look what happened to Final Fantasy X last week. That was an hour long. And I was like, holy shit, it's going to be a short show. And then it uploaded and went, holy crap, me and R9 talked for a while. And, yeah, I think that's how it's going to be. I've not had any feedback to suggest that's not the way it should be. Nobody's told me and said, oh, do you know what, Dan, that's really shit. Or I think you should do this. I think you should do that. I have had someone say something else, but I said, no, that's, that's, this was early on. I said, no, that wouldn't work. Um, but I think for now, this is how it's going to be. Uh, it ain't changing until at least episode 100 or at least the next year, at least, because, I, like I said, I want to keep getting more of a backlog. 
And if I can bank more episodes, like we're on 30 now, but I'd love to get it to 40, to a year. To have a year's episodes banked would be incredible. Now, that's not the front stuff. That's not the, um, the this bits I'm recording now. It's always the game portions. Again, just because I'm actually playing more modern stuff now, which I'm really happy about. Like if you'd been following me a few years ago, I wasn't doing modern stuff. I was barely playing my backlog because I was just so head in the in the arse of Pokemon and just playing like the old games. And again, I got burnt out. But now I'm not burnt out at all because I can just I play a game really quick and then I'm onto something else and it, it really freshens my palate. So I really enjoy how things are going right now. But that's a really good question. But thanks, Captain N. And Raging Demon says, hope you're feeling better, mate. Congrats on episode 75. You're good, cunt. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, thanks. Oh, actually, thank you, Raging Demon. That, that's just reminded me. You just asked, Captain Ed, go back to that point. Is the format going to change? The format's not going to change. What we're going to cover is going to change. Now, I can, I, I can actually say this. Just because, you know, obviously, again, freshen things up. We are going to start doing movie video games at some point. And I made a list on all the Patreons of all the movie games we can try to think of. Both animated and live action as well. So, yeah, that is the only change. But don't worry, it's not going to be... Those episodes will be very sporadic. It's not going to be like you're going to have Mortal Kombat, then Street Fighter, then Double Dragon in all hit. No, no, they'll be spread out so much. Again, just make sure that everyone doesn't have the same thing or we get a bit bored. That, But apart from, like, the main structure of everything else, staying the same. Completely staying the same. Sorry, sorry. Just got on a tangent then, but it just came into my head. Uh, finally, Chris Copleen says, a second question for the day. Um, Chuck Smutty Dud just wanted to say, I hope you're feeling better after catching the Rona. You probably got it from footsie too. No, I didn't. Actually, I could have got it from football, you know, because I tried to work this out. Where the hell did I get it from? Because me and the wife had no contact with anyone. Really? But, yeah, it could have been. Um, or you're recovering from taking that fist of the arsehole. Well, that's just linked up two questions in one, isn't it? I imagine that'd be painful and may require some rest and maybe even stitches. Either way, rest up, mate, and congrats on 75. See, yin and yang, positive, negative, light and dark, red and blue. There's always these, these, these opposites, aren't there? I have some strange people on my Patreon, don't I? Oh, <laughs> I said, if you ever want to write in, just feel free. Just sign up for Patreon and you can just write in any shite you want. It's great. All right, that is all my questions. Let's move into our new section, which we call Patch 75.0. Patch 75.0 is our news section, and pretty much some things that I think are quite interesting. Now, admittedly, I've not done a lot of research this week because I've been sick with the Rona. I've still been recovering, so this is quite a lot of the stuff from last week, but I never mentioned it, so I'm still going to. Uh, first up, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag is getting a remake. Really? Do we need this? I don't give a shit about Assassin's Creed. Does anybody give a shit? Does anybody care what Ubisoft do anymore? Do we really care about what Ubisoft do? I don't care. Really. All I want is Dino Crisis. Just or Final Fantasy Tactics. Just remake that. It's not your studios. I know that. People go, well, they can't. They have nothing to I know. I could dream, damn it. Ubisoft fold and just give all their money to Square so they can make Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, oh, that's 
One day that's got to come. One day. Talking about studios that have collapsed. Uh, did anyone see that Gollum st- game which came out? And it was absolutely dreadful. It was so bug-ridden and shite. It was horrific. It's been destroyed and it's been so bad. The developers are now no longer making any games. They're called like Day Daedalic? Daedalic Entertainment. They were German. Apparently the game is so broken. They they cancelled their next Lord of the Rings game and went, you know what, fuck it. We're not even making video games anymore. I was like, oh, that I don't agree with because obviously that's going to affect people's jobs. I hope they all get sorted out. But again, could this have game done well had it not been rushed? Because it clearly wasn't ready. It was a clearly a whoa, 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 put it back in and ain't done yet. It was clearly a Bubsy situation. No, it wasn't a Bubsy. Bubsy was finished. Oh, oh, Bubsy was finished. Oh. Oh, I just recorded that this morning. We just recorded Bubsy. Oh. <laughs> oh, when do I drop that one? Oh, God. God. Oof. I, what am I team? T- I know Gollum, Gollum, Gollum. Gollum is one thing. One Gollum is one impression I can do really well. The Tartars, Tartars, what the Tartars? Gollum like some Rory does. Gollum, Gollum. I think I don't know why I can do that. And Margin Boo from Dragon Ball Z, and Jigglypuff as well, because I can make my voice go. Chocolate. Or this girl. Yeah, I am a man of many talents. Not talents which people want to have, but the talents I have. I can do a good Jigglypuff margin boot and Gollum, and that's about it. <laughs> All right, some news I'm actually really interested in. Evo 2023 has 9,000 people signed up ready to go, and apparently that's up from 7,000 last year. And I wonder what that is. Mr. Street Fighter, I think. I think Street Fighter's the reason why that's being done. Everyone wants to play Street Fighter Six. Unfortunately, we're not going to get MK1. That's not going to be ready for then. It's coming out soon after, but it's going to be the big reveal of Tekken. Sorry, of um, Street Fighter 6. That's going to be the one that everyone's going to be limelight. And why? Because it's freaking great. I'm going to be watch- I'll be watching Evo for Tekken. Uh, I'll keep saying for Tekken, but I will watch it for Tekken. I'm hoping we get that reveal. Keep nagging on. Please get us a reveal for Tekken 8, because that will just be the best. Actually get that re- release date. Um, thing we haven't got a release date for. And The Witcher. Season 4, and we're getting a new Geralt, um, and Liam Hemsworth has apparently been devouring the books. Look, I will say about this, about Liam Hemsworth, he's been thrown into a lose-lose situation, because people obviously are looking at him, you're not Henry Cavill, or Henry Cavill, and I get that, because Henry Cavill was built for the role, he really was, but at least Liam's trying. He's got the role, it's not his fault, let's just give him a go, and at least he's reading the books. At least he's trying. Like, hopefully he can get... He's not, like, just reading the, the the script that's been given to him. He's actually going to the source material. And whether he's going to have that battle, like Henry did, I don't know. I doubt it, because Henry was such a big Witcher fan. But at least this character, this guy's trying. So we've got to give him that. Like, if, if it's shit... Again, I'm not having a go at Liam Hemsworth for that. That's not his fault. As long as he does the best he can... That comes down to the casting director. It comes down to who decided to pick him in the first place. Because there might be, you can say, oh yeah, we could put like Mr. T in the role. Well, if Mr. T's not the right person, whose fault's that? Mr. T's, or whoever cast him. Looks whoever cast him, isn't it? So let's just see how Liam's going to do and give it a go. 
Do, would, is Liam be my choice? No, but it, it's done now. So let's just, we have to just see what happens. Like boycott it if you want, but again, just give it a go. Let's see if he's shit, he's shit. Um, now Sega, we've been talking about this. I've been mentioned about Sega and where I put a thing up on Facebook and asked with like them having supersonic superstars coming out, should they make a new console? Holy shit, the backlash I got. It's like, no, they shouldn't fucking, no, no, no. It's like, Jesus Christ, only a question. I wasn't like, I think that this is a really good idea. I think a new Dreamcast would be the greatest idea. Gee, honestly, without context, or using actually me asking the question verbally, people lose their fucking minds. It's fucking hilarious. I love Facebook, by the way. Because I just ask any sort of question. I put a picture of a broken controller. And people started calling me. Like, I had anger problems. I needed therapy. I was like, it's a fucking stock picture. Probably do need therapy. I haven't had it for a while. Why not? But as I was saying about Sega, they've apparently said they've got no intention of being acquired now. According to their chief operating officer, Shuji Utsumi. Uh, I probably butchered that. He just said, no, not now. <laughs> I was like, oh, hang on. No, not now isn't no. <laughs> it's not yes either. It's like, you, you, a dangerous, dangerous game. He said, we're very close with Microsoft and have a great relationship with its management team. Uh, Microsoft particulars high regard for us. Xbox Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond are really serious about val- values about video games fans emphasize. There's that hint, isn't it, that Microsoft are one day going to buy Sega? Um... Would they want to do it with what's going on at the moment with their court case? Probably not. Probably want to try and keep low. And buying Sega is going to have a big effect because you get the Sonic games. Not that some people will think that they're good games, but they get them. So, mm, I think at the moment that's going to stay a bit of a... I think Sega will be like one of those, you know, when someone gets divorced, they're fighting over the kids. Sega will be one of those, everyone will be trying to get in there. Like the parents, the step parents, and the grandparents, they'll all be trying to yank something and they'll yank limbs, limbs before you start thinking you dirty bastards. Limbs. Everyone will be getting involved. Um, here's one that made me, this actually genuinely made me laugh. CD, CD Project Red, yeah, we have not talked about this for our project uh, with Cyberpunk. They said the launch wasn't that bad. Apparently, the, um, the vice president said uh, he chalked up the game's poor reception to bandwagging. Stating that at some point it became cool to hate the game, he went on to say, "I can't believe on, I can I can actually believe Cyberpunk on launch was way better than it was received, and it was what the fuck? We went from zero hero to zero really fast. What? Because it was fucking broken. Your game was fucked. It was fucked. Don't don't say it was bandwagon. Your game was fucked, mate." You're chatting shit. Your game was absolutely bumfucked. It's like, it's ridiculous. Not, <laughs> don't, don't you dare say everyone bandwagon it. It was so broken. And it was so broken that PlayStation had to do something about it. And then Sony went, nah, nah. You're not even having that on the thing. So piss off if you think everyone bandwagon. Jesus Christ, just shut your mouth. It's doing well now. Just shut your mouth and just let the good times happen. Don't just dig yourself back in the hole and give a big finger up to everybody else. You absolute knob. What are you playing at? <laughs> dickhead. One thing I will say is not a dickhead is Amy Rose. Because I love Amy Rose. We all know this. Sonic pseudo not girlfriend girlfriend. Apparently she's got her own fortune cards coming out, which I think is cool. They're coming out in November of 2020, 2021? No, November 21. You read that wrong. You know, you know what happens when you don't put a 
bloody space. They're apparently on pre-order for $28. Um, I think that's probably US. It's tarot cards. I think they're cool. Uh, not that I'm into all that sort of stuff. Some people can be. That's fine. If that's your jam, that's just not mine. But I just think these are going to be quite cool because it's going to have like exclusive artwork based on Sonic's world. It's going to be like a proper set. They're not going to mess around. I think it's going to be crap. I think they're really going to put some love into this set. Uh, I think it'll be quite cool. Uh, so it might just be quite cool as a collector's item more than anything else, unless you want to start your own tarot business. Then if you want to do that with tarot cards, use Amy Roses, because that would be hilarious. Because if I went to go my, my, my fortune told and someone started using Amy Rose cards, I'd fucking listen to them. I swear to God, I would not walk away and I would pay my money. I really would. Do you know what? I would pay my money because that would be fucking hilarious. That'd be class. That'd be funny. All right. Wouldn't that be funny, wouldn't it? Okay, that is enough for the news section. Let's move in to our free section called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh -huh. Stick It Up Your Ginger is our free section which anyone can play. You go over on Facebook, on Twitter, you basically tell me what is your rant for the week, what are you really happy about, what are you pissed off about, and I will do my best. I'll read about four, and I want to try and get as many people as I can. You know, you let me know. They make me laugh all the time. First of all, Kendra, Pan Kendra Padra says, Super Mario 64 Rainbow Ride. 100 coins mission. Yeah, you can have that one. Anything to do with Mario 64 and collecting fucking coins. Yeah, yeah, just... What a dick that thing was. You can... Is that basically you've done it, though? Or is it that you've... It's just a dick. I'm going to say it's a dick. But you put a happy face. You've got to give me more, Kendra. I don't know where to work with that. How can I work with that? Are you happy? Are you? I know you're happy, but happy because... Oh, happy because you've done it. That's... Oh, that's now got my go. If you're listening to this, Kendra, please let me know. Dustin Lungsford says, Castlevania on the NES still pisses me off when I play it. Luckily, NES controllers are incredibly strong. No, yeah, they are. Aren't they? Those things are like freaking Tamahawks. Woohoo! Off it goes. I've never played Castlevania on the NES. So I've, I've done Super Castlevania on the SNES or the SNES. I never played the NES version. Is that just as hard or harder? I know the whip can't go in all the multiple directions that it can in there. I, if you, you you can't see this, but I'm actually boogieing. I don't know why I'm actually boogieing in my seat to that music. Don't care what anyone says. That's the tits music. Um, I can understand you rage, Dustin, with a Castlevania game because they are hard as balls. Um, with this particular one, though, I can't get, get there. Will I be covering the NES? Yes, I will. The, at some point, I will be covering Castlevania. I've only ever done one Castlevania game on this show, as in covered it. Have I played more? Yes. We have another one banked. We do have another Castlevania game banked. And I will try and probably play another one at some point, because I've got like the Mega Drive collection. So I know uh, there's one on there. Um, there's obviously the the one that everyone goes on about, and I can't, Symphony of the Night. That needs to be played at some point. So don't get me wrong, I will get to these. I just need the time. And I've got the Castle... I should actually say I've got the Castlevania collection on my PS4. I downloaded it. Um, so hopefully I might be able to put that on my PS5. So I can always play it on there. I think it's the way to do it, isn't it? 
it would look the tits. Um, Steve Asher Jr. Celebrated getting my girl into simulation games. She used to be a casual mobile, but now she's hooked on console. Well done. Well done, Steve. I've tried to get the, the queen into gaming. And I did that thing where she played Call of Duty 2 when that was back in that, those days, in Modern Warfare. And I'm like dying on the bridge going, help me, help me. And she's like crawling towards me like, fucking what are you doing? All the buttons, help me, help me. And yeah, just, she has no interest in gaming. She has no interest in this podcast. It's hilarious. If anyone ever thinks you're going to get her doing audio on this show, no. New. You'll never get her liking anything on Twitter, on Instagram. She will never support this show. <laughs> it's hilarious. The only thing she cares about is how many Patreons you got. That's the only thing she gives a shit about. Do you know what one of the ideas I wanted to do for Patreon? This isn't like a, a guest thing. This isn't like a, a show. And I think I mentioned it before. I'm going to get a P.O. box at some point, And I want to. And I'd love people just to send a Pokemon card of where they're from. Like their favorite Pokemon um signed or something say for just for example like captain n because you know he's on the show today he signs his favorite pokemon's a charm i don't know what it is and he just basically signs it captain n and then puts like the city he's from and the country and i'd love it to have it on my wall where everybody you know i get all these cards from around the world and i can say you know i'm not saying good i'm not saying good ones i'm saying like literally the cheapest of the cheap like two dollar you know two cents cards uh, don't dare send me rainbow cards or anything. I'll be really pissed off if you do that because they're yours. Don't you send them to me. But I'm saying, like, I'd just love to have this collage of Pokemon cards or Dragon Ball Z cards or Digimon cards all around the world of people who have signed them where they're from. I just think that would look really cool because it's, you know, one of those things you, you can look at a number and go, okay, I've got so many Patreons. But to actually see it, imagine, say, I had a thousand, right? Arguments say I had a thousand Patreons and you've got a thousand cards on the wall. What has more impact, seeing the number or seeing it on the wall? What a, I think that'd be a really cool thing to see. I just think that would be absolutely amazing and something that I can really show my little one baby hiccups and go, look at this. This is this is this is the fan base we have. This is the audience. This is the community. And I want to build a community. I'd love to make a proper community. I know I need help along the way because I'm a bit thick when it comes to this. And I haven't got the time compared to some other creators. And that's not a slight on them. Some do, some don't. I don't because, as we all know, I work full time. But, yeah, that's just me going on a bit of a, a rant. I don't know how we got on. To, oh, no, we're talking about girlfriends, aren't we? I said I'd love to get my missus into it. Uh, so, Steve, you've done well there. But I, I just it's just not her, not her thing. And maybe that's what makes us compatible. I don't know. Someone's probably like, boo, you failed. Yeah, probably did. Finally, Leighton Cooper says, I was very close to throwing my controller through the telly playing Assassin's Creed on a mission where you have to catch an assailant within a certain time limit jumping over rooftops, only for your character to do an unwanted leap vape dive. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. I'm not a big Assassin's Creed player, so I can't relate to that. But I can relate to the just the idea of him going, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, fuck it, I'll just jump off here. Woo! Like doing a raid and dive, like just jumping off. I die now. I die. The Bubsy jump. He's done the Bubsy jump of death. <laughs> I can say that. Oh god. So if you don't know, Bubsy's got this animation right. And if he's over water, it doesn't matter if you take a step over, you get locked into the death animation. No attempt to. He just goes, I die now. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fuck off, Bubsy. Dickhead. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm such a horrible person. I hate that cat. Um, okay, that is it for sticking it with Jinjo. I put up a new message this week. See if anyone else wants to jump in. I'll have to make it very clear. It's, not a, it's a stock controller because people get angry. But that is it. That is all I'm going to talk about today. But yes, thank you very much for all your inputs. I really appreciate it. Let's get into our final section of the show, which is called Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Survive or Die is our final Patreon show where we basically get two games franchises, characters, designs, games, and we have them knelt between Mr. Jeffrey D. Morgan, and he gets the decision of which one is going to have their brain splattered by Shower Khan's hammer. Now, as we're talking about Chrono Trigger, I decided to take the heroines of the game, Marl or Marley on or Isla. Now, you're probably thinking, where's the other one? I don't give a shit about her. She can do one. She's shite. Some people say, no, she's the best. Fucking no, she's not. Can't even remember her name. Really don't give a shit. But I'm talking about Marl, who is the cross, uh, the crossbow-wielding princess, and Ayla, who is the cave woman who beats the shit out of people with just her fists. Great, isn't it? So I am always potentially could have my um, thoughts changed. So let's let's read some of your opinions, and then we will get to it. Um, what we have. So Captain N says, fuck Marl. She says, no purposes after you get Ayla. Ayla's my girl. She punches hard and her specials are good on 95% of the enemies. Marley's only weakness is when you, uh, Marley's only use is when you don't have frog for healing and water magic. Her attacks are weak and her magic, magic is overshadowed. Send her back to 600 AD so she can dis- disappear all over again. And then this time leave her for good. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't even know about Chrono Trigger, there's time shit. There's a lot of time shenanigans in this one. Holy crap. Considering a lot of that old Marvel trying to do multiverse theory. This is essentially what feels like a bit multiverse. It's not. It's time travel. I made that very clear for anyone goes, it's not multiverse. I know it's not multiverse. But yeah. Yeah. Marley's not. Mm. And there's a better heel than Frog. Robo. Robo's a better heel than all of them. Robo's the tits when it comes to healing. He's godlike. Finally, Chris Marl, Chris Cop, Chris Marl, ha, Chris Marl, Chris Coplin says, Marl is a hope worthless damsel in distress. Ayla is a strong, independent woman who will have her own way with you after getting shit-faced drinking jungle juice. That's, that, that's a drink in Australia. Ayla easily survives this. Plus, if Ayla dies, Marl dies anyway. And if Marl dies, it's far less impact on the timelines. So her and her stupid bow can get blasters at the end of time. Um, Yeah. Do you know what? I'll make this easy. I'm going with Ayla as well. I love Ayla. I think she's a great character. Marl can get can get stuffed. I, I just don't like her. Uh, I didn't like her in the game. Uh, I wanted Chrono to marry uh, Ayla. That doesn't happen, spoiler, but I, like, I love Ayla. I love the design. I think it's the one who Chrono should be with because you could just see when he sees her in the, like, the FMV videos on the DS. He's like, wow, this bitch is awesome. Fuck. This bitch does some shit. Whereas Marl does fuck all. Nah, it's just bitches and moans. It's, it's terrible. So, I'm happy. Luca, that's her name. Luca can survive. Ayla can then smash her brains in with her fists. And then I'll just leave Jeffrey, good old Jeffrey, to finish off Marl, shall we? Shao Kahn's hammer. That's one also thing. If I can get a replica Shao Kahn's hammer, whole, holy shit, can I buy? Can I buy that? I know this is a random thing. Can I buy a Shao Kahn hammer? 
And I, I, look, I should be I should be finishing off the show here, but can I get a shout? Yeah, oh, the Wrath Hammer. Can I buy a Wrath Hammer? I want a replica. You can buy it on Etsy. No, I don't trust Etsy. Someone buy me a hammer. Someone, <laughs> someone make me the hammer. Imagine that going through the post. That'd be the tits. All right. So, yeah, that is it. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you getting in touch and having a little game. And uh, so I've been up to, yeah, not much. Unfortunately, COVID um, just kept me really stuck here. Um, I, I was okay after the first two days, and then I was able to work from home. But, yeah, I've not been out. Uh, this was, Today was the first day I was able to get some real fresh air. Really, oh, God, I was like, fresh air was great. Actually mixing with people again. But what have I been playing? Actually, I've been playing a shit ton. Um, so I'll let you know what I've done. I've finished Mega Man Battle Network. That's been done. Finished. Out the way. Completely gone. Fire Emblem on the GBA. That has been finished. I'm done. I just wanted to play it because it came up. And I'm waiting for my guests to sort that out. Bubsy 3D. That's been done. And recorded. Uh, Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart. But I played a bit of... Bit of yeah, I played a lot of that. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, Fire Emblems Engage. Fire Emblems Engage. I wanted to play a modern game and a bit of Final Fantasy 16. Uh, so not much Final Fantasy 16, just because I haven't had a chance. It sounds silly, but I've been mostly in my little den. Hence why I've been playing Fire Emblem Engage. And I've kind of just been jumping around between all the games. Um, well, I was kind of stuck with my Fire Emblem. I blitzed through Fire Emblem on the, on the GBA. Jesus Christ, that was so much fun. So much fun. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of good games I've been playing recently, which has been great to see. And I've got a few more. I'm looking at my list now, what needs to be done. Oh, yeah, I can get rid of that. That's done. Uh, so a few to get rid of for the show, which has been... Oh, and I also watched our first movie that I'll be covering. I'm recording that on Tuesday. I don't know when I'm going to be airing it, but I'm definitely recording it on Tuesday. And that was Dickin. I watched the animated movie Dickin. Uh, and I will be recording that on Tuesday with Mr. Raging Demon. Okay, so before we get into the show with my guest, Mr. Captain N, I give you guys a chance to talk about the game, which is Chrono Trigger. Uh, Captain N says, you're coming on the show. This is the game that Squaresoft released in between Final Fantasies and I couldn't agree more. Oh, Jesus Christ, what was that bollocks thing? And I fall for every time. Chris Copleen says, one of my favorite games ever released. This really is a culmination of everything the 16-bit era of RPGs had learned. A true classic if there ever was one. Yeah, and when you look about who made this game, you'll find out it is literally, it is like an RPG heaven. It's like literally dreams, a dreamer's thing when it comes to this, that the perfect combination of people. Um, a lot, as I said from the top, a lot of people consider this one of the best, if not the best game of all time. It's often considered in people's top tens of any game. When it comes to Super Nintendo, it's all, it's usually considered one of again the best. There's usually, you know, you're looking at like Super Mario, Super Mario, um, Link to the Past. Then you've got this, a Final Fantasy three slash six. They're the ones which are usually pushed together when it comes to the best game on the SNES. Um, I've got my own opinions on that. Um, Street Fighter two. <laughs> I could have come up really something really shit. Pit Fighter. Fuck me. All right. Okay. I've been chatting enough now. I've been going on for over 40 minutes. Let's get into this, shall we? I'm just going to put some music on. And when I come back, my guest, Mr. Captain N, making his debut, and we are going to talk about Chrono Trigger, which came out for the Super Nintendo back in North America on August the 11th, 1995. Fuck me. I'm old. 
making his long-awaited debut to the show is Captain N. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Danny. Thanks for having me on the show, and I'm really ready to talk Chrono Trigger today. I'm glad to get you to play the game. Well, you only because you badgered me so much. Like, <laughs> let, let, I'll make this. I'll make this very abundantly clear. Just because I could be badgered to play Chrono Trigger, which I was always going to play, by the way, um, I does not mean I will play a fucking Sega Saturn game. So you Saturnian wankers. Chris and the rest of you, Raging Demon. No, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm going to start playing Sega Saturn games. Absolutely, jog on. <laughs> Not happening. Oh, uh, I got a, I got a couple more games. I'll bully you into playing there in the future. Oh, is that how this works? Bully me long it enough, and I'll start playing games. Once I found out you negotiate with terrorists, that's that's <laughs> when you lost. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I negotiate with terrorists. The thing is, like, with Chrono, right, I had played this a few years ago because I got the DS version, um, which I'm now, like, I can't believe I picked... I don't know where I picked it up from, but I knew I had it, and I had played it and given it a go. And I don't know why. I think because I didn't have... I was just playing on the train, as I was saying, off off uh, and going to Sydney, and I just wasn't engrossing myself as so I'll just play it. But this time you thought, no, no, I'm going to give this a proper go. I'm going to sit down and appreciate it properly. And I'm going to have the music on. I'm going to do everything I need to do. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was an absolutely great game. You know, when you actually sit there and take it all in. It's a brilliant game. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite. Like, I, I got it back in 1995 when it first released. And I've pretty much played it annually ever since then. I've bought it on the Super Nintendo twice. I bought it on the DS, the Wii Virtual Console. I have it on my cell phone, and I have a copy on Steam. So I keep giving Square money for this game. It's like, look, I'm giving you so much fucking money. Remake the bastard. Remake yeah. it. Put it on Switch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they release it on Switch, I'm buying it again. I'm I'm just a whore for Chrono Trigger. I mean, I love this game so much. And like the artwork, the music, everything in the game, and I'm not going to spoil the whole podcast now, but it's oh, just to me, it's one of the like perfect RPGs out there. Oh, you spoil away? Yeah, I don't, I don't care. It's a, like as I said, there's going to be spoilers, so if you don't want to know, we will spoilers will just come up. It's an old game. Do you know what though? You said about you know you've given this, you've given Square loads of money. I was really shocked when the the mini Nintendo came out and Chrono wasn't on there. And I thought, that's odd. Why is Chrono Trigger not on that little mini Super Nintendo? And it's not appeared on the Switch yet, which really baffled me. Yeah, up until the re-release of Chrono Cross, Square really did not give the Chrono series any love. Mm. And I hope Chrono Cross leads to a uh, kind of a motivation to redo Chrono Trigger, at least put it on the uh, NSO online there. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder why it's not on there. Maybe it's because they, they thought that because the DS version, if you're going to play it, play the DS version. That is the best way to play this game by a mile um, because it just feels so good having two screens. Uh, and it just, they've sorted out all the bugs. Do not play the PlayStation version for the love of God. Do not play that version. That is dreadful. Oh, that's awful. Like the load times in that game, just like, that I actually bought that one too, but the load times in the game are just brutal. Like going yeah. from menu to regular gameplay is like almost a fifteen second affair. 
Yeah, it's yeah. You just no, end it now. Just don't. Now you were saying about the artwork, and normally I don't do uh, history and research on this thing, but I did a little bit of research, and basically this game is an RPG lover's dream because it's basically the guy who made Final Fantasy, the guy who made Dragon Quest, and Akira Toriyama and Nobu Umetsu, okay, partly Nobu Umetsu, coming together and going, right, what can we do to make this the ultimate game? And it's like, shit. It's like the juggernauts. You'll never see it again. Yeah, it's... Like you said, it's the uh, RPG fans' dream. It's before Square and Enix ever actually worked together. They just had the best of the best build the best, basically. And you also have the uh, composer who did a lot of other games, like the music from Xenogears. Uh, well, I just, his name is uh, Yasunori Mitsuda. He did like the music from Xenogears, Chrono Cross, Mega Man Legends 2, all those types of games. Yeah. And it's just such a perfect soundtrack that fits the mood of the game the whole way through. That, you know, uh, it, it, it does, and it because I read and saw that this guy actually made himself so ill, he put himself in hospital, and Nobu Metsu had to f- come out and, and finish it basically. And, yeah, and that's kind of like, uh, you know, finishing, you know, building a gold nugget with an even bigger gold nugget. Yeah, it, it is unbelievable. Like, that's the way to do it, and apparently, he came out of hospital. And then they all watch the credits and he was out of hospital to see it. Now, I don't often do this. I never do this on the show because normally with when I do the show, I will literally do three tracks and you'll hear them for a little small period. Now, with this game, I am going to play a track in one loop. And you just, I'll probably come, the copyright people come after me. But it is the first forest that Chrono goes wandering around. And the reason why I'm playing this is because you can get through this area in about 20 seconds and you will never hear this music again. But it's the fact that I'm playing this is like this is a track from a game from a stage you will be in for 20 seconds. Yet it is an absolutely incredible track that they did not need to do, but did anyway. I thought, fuck me, that is incredible. So I'm just going to play this and then we'll come back. Thank you. 
So this is the level that they go to just for a forest level. So imagine what it's going to be like for the rest of freaking game. It is insane. It is incredible. Yeah, they didn't they didn't uh, skip any great songs. Like you don't need to have a big long level to have great music in this game. And sometimes you can just stop and listen to the tracks, and it's just just amazing music. Yeah, it is. And like you know, I don't often listen to Super Nintendo music. Um, it's just you know because I prefer you know PlayStation ones when it's all the CDS quality. But there are some. Super Nintendo ones. Mega Man X has one, obviously. But oh, one of the best. Oh, one of the best. It's on my phone for when I go running. Oh my god! It's a, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that thing gets me hyped. Um, but this is just such a good soundtrack, and I think a lot of people can learn about this. And as I said, yeah, to get the bigger nugget to come finish it, it's like that is just ridiculous. And we all see it. So that was one element was the music. Then the second element was the artwork. Uh, don't as we all know, I love a bit of Akira Toriyama, and oh, he's screaming it. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Quest, all that stuff. Akira Toriyama is like my favorite of the anime artists out there or manga artists. Yeah, and when you look at you look at Chrono, and you're like, yeah, that that may as well be Goku. Just just yeah. put black hair on him. That's freaking Goku. And I yeah, pretty just, much yeah, I just love the designs. I just absolutely love it. And by the way, Chrono is freaking ripped. Considering he's this little kid, he's like muscles are boof. But Jesus Christ, what's he been doing? What? How many push-ups? What juice is he drinking? A <laughs> hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, and a hundred kilometer run every day. A hundred kilometer run. That's more than Saitama. <laughs> oh, what did he do for running? I thought it was a hundred, hundred, hundred. No, ten, he did it. 100, 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, and 10K run. Oh, okay. Okay. It's been a while since I've watched that. And by the way... You can just edit the, that part out and, you know... No, 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 podcast. no. We don't edit shit. <laughs> we don't edit in this podcast. You, you, your failure as a as a manga is now up there. So, yeah, bullshit. There's no way anyone could do 100K in a day. To be fair, they did prove that you can't do the Saitama workout because you can do the sit-ups and the push-ups, but your legs will cave doing 10K a day. They will absolutely cave. Oh, yeah. You need the rest time. Yeah. And as someone who who runs and has trained for half marathons, yeah, yeah. There's there's, there's no physical way. You'll die. Um, but the artwork on this game is spot on. Um, it's, it's typical at Kiriyama. And that's one I think I like Dragon Quest. It, you can't go wrong with the artwork. It, it's it's iconic. It's It fits the mood of the game. Um, and I know in the, in the DS version, you get the... I think you get in the PS version as well. You get actual cutscenes which were really cool. Yeah, the cutscenes come from the PlayStation, but they kept them in for the uh, future releases. Yeah, and they were good. And you might not know this if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, but the sound effects in that game that they use for those those things are so Dragon Ball. Like, it's like, well, yep, I recognize that sword swipe. Yep, recognize that explosion. There's like, they've literally just gone to the Dragon Ball Z uh, sound booth and went, yeah, we'll pinch that. We'll pinch that. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, exactly. So the game itself, all right. The, I should, should first actually say about the plot, because it's quite unique how they do this. And there are gripes I have with the plot, and I will go into this. You know, this this game's not getting off scot-free. And so basically, you are Chrono. You go into, you, you walk into a fair, you bump into a girl. Is it Marl? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. 
you know, like, there's different ways because it's that E which confuses people uh, on the end of a name. But I say Mal. And you basically go see your friend who is absolutely useless in playing with her. That sounds wrong. That's going to get clipped. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> and you basically... Nope, can't can't edit gonna there, gonna, That's going to get fucked. Um, Marl gets sucked into a time time portal, basically. And you have to basically go out and save the day across multiple time zones. And that's basically the plot. Well, a little bit. There's basically... I've just simplified that. There is yeah, you a basic... Got it, then you're in a boss fight to save the world. Then save the world. But basically the whole thing about this is that you find out during your adventures that in 1999, um, a huge monster called Lavos appears from the ground and basically destroys everything. And your gang go, well, hang on, how can we stop the future from happening? How can we prevent that and remove Lavos? So this whole quest is basically to remove and destroy Lavos. That's it. Across different time periods. And it is. it sounds simple enough, but it's not. It's all over the place, but it's great. It does it very, very well. Yeah, and one thing I really like about the plot in this game is it's it doesn't really have a lot of filler in it. Yes, so every piece of the plot moves forward at a good, quick pace without giving you some side quest you have to do to order to get some sort of trinket to go talk to the guy in town and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's fast paced no real big pauses in it and it just keeps you interested yeah you've got to basically go from time zone to time zone and, and basically getting stuff done and as you said yeah the, the only filler is towards the end and um, which i did like um because oh, I, I liked and disliked it at the same time but this is basically all plot driven you've got to go from there to there so it there are so many different time zones which is great. So the map itself, usually your world map is this big extensive thing, but because it's very clever, because there's different time zones, you basically get this same world map multiple times, but it's all completely different because as you'd imagine over these time zones, things change. So you've got um, the, your original time, which is 1000 AD. Then you've got, you go to first 600 AD then you can go to two and a half, 2300 AD. So that's when you find out the world is over and the world is completely finished. Then you've got 65 million BC, which is like, okay, holy shit. And then the final one is 12,000 BC. So you've got, was it four or five different time zones? So very, very clever how they do this. And they're all very distinct as well. Yeah, and... That's the other great thing about the game is reuse the basic uh, shape, but kind of a new story. But it's only really 600 AD and 1000 AD that really affect each other. Everything else is uh, too far apart. And yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, yes. they, they do some fun plot stuff there where you go back between 1000 and 600 AD and you change a few things in order to carry on with some of the side quests. Yeah, which is cool because that would happen. Like it's that sort of thing. You plant an acorn and then come back, and then the acorn would have grown into a huge tree. You know that sort of concept, and it was that's very very clever. And what was quite cool about this, and I did like because so sixty five million BC is basically the the dinosaurs' time. And oh god, does Kiriatoriyama love love the artwork there? And oh yeah, 
eventually you go to this is much later in the game you get to 12,000 BC and you're like hang on what the fuck we're like in science world we're like in like futuristic times what the absolute fuckity fuck it doesn't make any sense because 600 AD is very like medieval times 1000 AD is more akin to like a for- like a fair your technology's not amazing and then 2300 is the future but everything is absolutely fucked up so you're like hang on this 12,000 BC doesn't make any sense. But as the story progresses, you realize, well, actually, we they advanced quite far as a race, but it all went to shit. And because it went to shit, it basically went back to caveman time. And I was like, that is just incredible. And I don't think I've ever seen a story do that, not just in gaming, but in just literature. Yeah, and it's really great how that is explained is because when Lavos, it comes back or like lands on the planet in 65 million BC, he starts the Ice Age, which carries on over to 12,000 BC. And you're in the midst of the Ice Age. So they got the floating island of Kingdom of Zeal with the magic and all that stuff. And when you take that out, it comes crashing down. And the survivors are actually the people living on the ground in the Ice Age. And the Kingdom of Zeal is completely wiped off the face of the planet. Yeah. And and then basically they have to build themselves back up again to get to where they are in 600 AD, 1000 AD. And it's like, that is clever. That is apps. That is, I don't think I've ever seen that. And it basically shows how time can take us because I think, imagine like now if all humans got wiped off the planet, right? Everything got wiped out. And then if you came back a million years later, would we even know that humans existed? And it'd just be like That's... a normal planet, which is crazy. Yeah, great question for you know science fiction writers to actually tell us it's a it's a it's a creepy thing when you think about it like all the progressions we've made on this earth like if we were just gone like everything would just get erased buildings destroyed and i was like wow that's freaking creepy and that's oh, exactly to be fair, that they kind find of... our bones in the ground and turn us into car juice well yeah that's what probably happened like the 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 next animal would rise up and then they'd have their own civilization. That'd be freaking creepy, using my bones for their <laughs> petrol, freaky bastards. And so it's a it's a very, very good plot. And it's seeing what people do um, in these different time zones. Now, one thing I would say before we get onto the characters is they don't really point out what the fuck AD means in BC. Like, is Jesus in this game? I never thought about that before, but he has to be, doesn't he? Yeah, because... What the fuck they have AD and BC? So, do, is Jesus? Does Jesus reside? Has he come to life in this game? Because they and do not explain he this. Do anything? Sorry. And why didn't he do anything to solve? Why did uh, Jesus not? So, yeah, he could have finished off Lavos, the cheeky bastard. You know, he died for take this one right to the Pope. I well, yeah. Literally, it's bullshit. And they literally, the, the, the fair starts. It's like, oh, it's a thousand year celebration of what? It's I like think a, that's a thousand year celebration of the kingdom of Guardia. Yeah, but it's meant to be AD. So are you celebrating the kingdom of Guardia? Are you celebrating Jesus? Oh, God, just blow my mind. Literally, and you, this is bullshit. This game is now a not out of 10. For, because it's <laughs> you give me things like that right okay so do you know what i'm going to go with the plot and this is going to piss people off this is going to piss people off i'm picking holes at this all right so there's one stage in the game quite early on when they go around 600 ad and um, marl basically 
inadvertently creates a situation where she starts a grandfather paradox. Yeah. Where and if you don't know what that means, it's basically if you remove it one person in time, then you cease to exist. Okay. That's what the grandfather paradox is. And she does disappear and they have to basically put things back to normal. So she does exist. Okay. I don't mind you using the grandfather paradox once. However, this game opens itself to massive grandfather paradoxes. The whole thing is one. Which one? So the whole game is a big grandfather paradox. If you were oh, back good. in time, it's that it just literally flicked a beetle. You would affect the time. You would you would not be born. And I'm like, bullshit. This game is full of fucking shite like that. Well, I thought about that, but I was actually looking up time paradoxes myself uh, when I was uh, thinking about this game. And think of it more like Back to the Future, where Marty goes back to 1955 and doesn't sleep with his mom and turns his dad into this, like, you know, tough guy instead of just, like, a little whipping boy for Biff. When he goes back to 1985, he retains all his memory. Time does not affect Marty McFly. Like, time doesn't affect the Chrono Trigger uh, crew. No, so. but this is, this is like, literally, uh, what, what time rules are we playing with here? Are we playing with ones they've just made up? Are we playing Back to the Future rules? Are we playing the Avengers rules? Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. All of them. All of them. And it looks like they are using all of them. So for that, zero out of ten. Um, this game is gone. Nice to see you, Captain N. I'll see you next time, basically. <laughs> oh, oh, just right in the heart. And the thing is, though, it's you don't. If you go in with it, that you're gonna you're gonna fuck your head up. So just take yeah, it, just... take it what it is. Um, but I do. I said I do think it's a good plot. I do think you're seeing basically Lavos is there from day dot. Um, and he's basically, oh shit! Okay, we can we can really go try and stop him. So before we go into Lavos itself, I should probably explain the party itself. So you've got six playable characters, um, who all come from different time zones. So you've got Chrono, who is the silent protagonist. But what I like about Chrono is the silent protagonist is he actually seems to really do shit in his actions. Like he's not just, although he is someone who doesn't talk. But the way he is characterized, the way he kind of his body, um, what do you call it? His, his sprite work. And it's like he actually has loads of personality, and I like him. Yeah, he's he's great. And he actually does talk once in the entire game. Oh and it's only when you do the new game plus and you get one of the extra endings there. He oh, has just two he... lines of dialogue. What does he say? Uh, I'd have to look it up again, but um, he basically, uh, Marl and Luca there are having a conversation. He basically tells them to hurry up and come on. But and yeah, then the like, ending sh- just carries on. Like, shit, he talks. Oh, my oh, God, yeah. he talks. This um, isn't Link. This guy has a voice. This guy has a voice. And he is basically your main fighter. And uh, that's probably the best way of putting him. And he has a katana in battle. Everything. He is one of the best characters to use. Um, because you eventually get to the stage where you don't have to use them if you don't want to. You've got Marl, who has a crossbow. And originally I used her in my first time playing this, but I just didn't this time around. It's like she's the female antag- uh, female protagonist. Um she's a princess, a bit of a tomboy. Um yeah, she's all right. Luca is your childhood friend, um, and the basically the one who makes time. I didn't like Luca. I still cannot link to her. I don't know what it is. I just don't like her. See, I'm I'm with that way with Marl. She never 
resonated with me. She's my one character I don't put in my party unless she has to be there. Yeah, unless she has to be there. And that's the same with Luca. I just can't get it. Um, she has a gun. I was like, okay, fair enough. We're going straight with a gun. Um, then they, when they go to, so they're the first three characters. They then, they pick up Robo, um, and he's in 23 AD and he's basically a robot. So I was like, that's just lazy. And, but (laughs) I freaking love Robo. I didn't play using the first time by using this time. Oh my God. He's amazing. I love Robo. Uh, he is a tank. He's a monster. Yeah, he's just punch his way through a situation. And then eventually Great for ninety percent of the game. Yeah, and then he just becomes the best healer in the game. I was like, yeah. okay. All right, yeah, yeah, I like you. You do everything I need you to do. Um then the, then you've got um this isn't the order that you get them, they're a bit out of place. In sixty five million BC, you've got Ayla, Isla. I don't know how it's pronounced. Ayla, yeah. Ayla. And this is where Akira Toriyama goes, well. Women back in those days had fuck all clothes, but had fantastic bodies and fantastic hair. Um, but she's great. I love her. She's absolutely fantastic. Well, her teamed up with Corona with the uh, like the punch with electricity attacks. They just knock out half the dinosaurs. Yeah, they do so much damage. And what I like about this is that you you can tell there's basically a bit of a love triangle because Marl definitely likes Chrono, but Isla likes him as well. And I like to think that Chrono prefers her because he he, he wants a he loves a fight, and she's like, "Yeah, look at this bitch go! She loves it." <laughs> See, I think Isla respects Chrono, but she likes Kino, Kino, who's the actual descendant of uh, Marl. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she could get with Kino, uh, and it's uh, it's more about a respect thing rather than uh, a love triangle because she's all about Chrono being strong, and you know Marl's just this weak, useless character. So you know I had Kino as a girl for so long. It's now only oh, to me. Yeah, Kino's a man. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, probably makes because like when I finished the ending, Kino turned up. I was like, "Why the fuck are you here? Why are you a descendant?" Oh, okay, that makes sense. Hey, it was sixty-five million BC. There were no rules. Yeah, there were. There was no rules. Everything was his fair game. And then the last character is um, Frog, and Frog was a former squire known as Glenn. And he got turned into a frog by your second secondary antagonist called Magnus. We'll get into him in a second. Or Magus, whatever you pronounce him. And Frog, I do love Frog. I played with Frog in the first time, but I didn't play with him the second time. It's like, you can just call me what you want. And it's like, Frog. And it's like, oh, okay. That's a lazy name, but we'll go with it. He is cool. Badass little man with a sword. Now, you forgot the uh, optional character, which is Mangus. Yes, but... I was going to go into Mangus last. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah. Fucking you said six, we're on seven now. Yeah, yeah, there is a seventh. So <laughs> Mag- Mag- basically, Magus is like the secondary antagonist who you kind of hear about in 600 AD. Uh, but again, this is a bit of a spoiler, so just be prepared. You find out that Magus basically um, is a powerful sorcerer that actually came from 12,000 AD um, and got fucked over by the people there lavos and he got thrown into 600 ad a bit younger a bit earlier on and he's basically trying to get power so he can fight lavos again so that's why he's in it but there's a scene near the end where you get the option to fight magus again 
Now, you can fight him, and if you fight him you can kill him, he's gone. But if you decide not to fight him and say, basically, what's the point? Um, because Magus is basically a victim of circumstances, then Magus will join your team, and he's a badass sorcerer who floats like a freaking bat. Yeah, I always make him lead my party when he's in it. He is just for the floaty. Just for the floating options. It's like, no, I don't want to walk. I'm going to float. And I went, wow, he's fucking badass. Um, and again, it's a typical it, that Magus is designed like a typical curatory armor bad guy. Like you look at any bad guys he draws, like in movies and stuff, he is basically that. Yeah, just pretty much right off the template. Mm. It really it's is off a the red template. ribbon logo on him, and you got yourself the next villain. Yeah, I was thinking Red Ribbon. He looks like he with the Red Ribbon <laughs> army. He really does. And what was it? The Android is it Android third? No, it's thirteen. The one with the trucker hat. I was like, you oh, look yeah. like him. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Yeah, he did a cameo. Yeah, he did a cameo. Magus is that. He's always his brother. So they're your characters, and so you've got a good mix of plot. But you can have three at a time. So this time I went with Alia. Robo and Chrono, and I kind of stuck with them and had a great time. There was so much fun using them. It was brilliant. Yeah, that's my end of the game party, but one of the things I like is there's a few times you gotta mix your team up. Like, when you fight Magus, he is uh, vulnerable to a different type of magic throughout the fight, so it's better to have Chrono and Frog, who you are stuck with, and then you put Luca in the party, and I know you hate Luca, but... yeah. She has fire, and fire burns stuff. Yeah, anyway, she's the third element, and she's uh, like it's the way to make the fight actually easier. So yeah. I like how there's a couple of fights you kind of have to do that just to bring the difficulty level down, or there's some fights you just can't win without the proper character in your party. See, I just make it hard just because I don't like Luca. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll just wait till he says light magic, and then I'm like, wait, we're in. Uh, but well, I like, if I die, I die. Yeah, if I die, I die. Luca's on the side like, yo, just tag me, <laughs> tag me. No, fuck off. I, I'd rather die than bring you into this battle. <laughs> it's great. Um, so the battle, the, the how the elements work, and most like RPGs at that time were like that turn-based sort of thing. And there is that element into it. Like there is a, an active time battle trigger, but you can... Um, mix your attacks up which are quite cool um which is some of them some of the skills you learn you can have ones where you use a skill by yourself you can team up with one party member or both party members and the ones that are like a three just do so much damage and the battles are fast they're frantic especially on the ds version they are fast and frantic and they're great i've got to be honest the battle system in this is absolutely brilliant because it also positioning becomes a thing as well brilliant it's great. It's uh, the active time battle system too. Uh, it's so well done because you have time to think, but at the same time you don't. Like you can't just overthink every attack because the enemy's still going to come at you. Yeah, and, and then we got to figure out the dual tech or the triple tech, which one is best to use. Because sometimes you'll use a triple tech, but it because it has lightning as an element, and you're fighting something that's uh, immune to lightning. There, all of a sudden, you have to rethink your entire strategy. Yeah, you do. And there are some times when you've got to use magic first to attack. So Ali becomes a bit useless until you can make either you mix her with an ability or do you wait till Chrono uses something. And I do like how they make you you think on your feet. 
And some of the bosses have like um, regenerating parts. So, for example, there's one where, and it's a really cool um, boss where it's got two arms. You have to get rid of the arms first, then go on the attack. But if you only get like two or three attacks in, then the arms come back and you're like, Jesus Christ. And you've got to get rid of those arms because they do so much damage. Oh, yeah. And I I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's a a great boss. I was like, that is a really cool thing. And the bosses in this game are really unique as well. They're not just like copy and paste. Every boss has their own little thing about them. And again, they are fast. They are frantic. You can't just sit on your laurels. You've really got to get going. And I, you know what? I, when you, you're in the zone, as long as you don't over level, you'll have a really good time playing this. Like if you over leveled and over grinded, of course, you're going to be able to just, you know, destroy everyone. But if you don't and just kind of play it, you know, just naturally, you'll have a great time with this. Yeah, it's a good challenge, and uh, that's kind of one of the downsides of the new game plus is you walk in fully charged. Like, you get your level, your weapons, your items, your money, everything from the last run-through, so the next run-through is actually fairly easy because, you know, you start the game at level 69, and then by the time you're done, you're at level 99. Yeah, but uh, the game becomes a bit of a joke. It does, but at the same time, with 13 different endings, I mean, you can stop that game anytime you want just to catch a new ending, and that's that was the charm of the new game plus. Yeah, 13, you heard that right, he wasn't lying. 13 different endings. That is mental. So, for example, when we were saying before about do you take on Magnus, there's a different ending. You kill him, there's an ending. You don't kill him, there's an ending. And that's one of the main conditions. Like we're saying about New Game Plus. Okay. So when a part of the quite early on in the game, you basically go to an area called the end of time. And the end of time is basically this safe little spot. But there's a basically you look in the corner, there's a bin. Uh it looks like what looks like a bin. You can basically jump in that bin at any time and go fight Lavos. You could just go fight him. So you can go in this bin and you can go fight Lavos at any time. But if you do that, you will get fucked up. You will get absolutely fucked up if you do it straight away in the beginning. But then if you come back later on in New Game Plus, you could walk up and go, hello, and kick his ass. Well, once you start New Game Plus, right at the teleport pads at the beginning, the right pad will have a little glowing star. And that's the first instance you can fight Lavos with just you and Marl. And you can just and then win. from there, every time there's a major event in the game, you can fight Lavos either right before or right after, and the ending will change. Which is which is amazing. Like I was, because I did the ending, and I was like, I wonder what the other endings are. And it was like an hour and a half. Some of these endings, you're like, holy shit! An hour yeah. and a half these endings are. And then in those endings. They can be affected by stuff you've done or haven't done in the game as well. So even those thirteen endings have little changes inside of them. Yeah, which is it, which is amazing. Like there's a, there's a part in the game again, huge spoiler, where Chrono dies, and that is pretty brutal. How they did that. Um, basically, Lavos looked at him and went, "Uh, now nah, you die. Just you, you get obliterated. Bye bye, and you have to go." basically recreating with the chrono egg because plot devices but the the thing is you can actually fight lavos without chrono yeah and i was like wow and that's an ending in itself i was like yeah Jesus. and then that ending the team just goes back to look for chrono anyway so it's it's like 
every little detail in this game revolves around Chrono living at the end, really. But uh, that period where you lose Chrono is probably my least favorite of the game since I really basically rely on Chrono for the whole game. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock. It's like, oh, shit. Um, Luca's like, yeah, go me. It's like that little mouse in Space Jam. It's like, I'd be really good. I can really be be, be a battle. I'm like, no, looking <laughs> like, fuck off, mouse. You're not, get, you're not getting in this game. It's absolutely... If anyone doesn't know what I'm on about, watch Space Jam. Do the first one, not the second one. Watch the first one. Um, but then when it says, I believe I can fly, you have to minus that. You're not allowed to listen to that song anymore. It's banned. Oh, Kelly, you wanker. Um, but yeah, there's, it's it's a weird. And then when you get Chrono back, then you get the option then. Do you actually want him in your party? Which I didn't like. I was like, well, he's meant to be the main character and now he's been potentially sidelined. I was like, eh, okay. But it, it was a good thing to let you use the other uh, triple text from the, uh, like you find those rocks around uh, around the game. And if you equipped him to one of the characters in your party minus Chrono, it would actually make another uh, triple tech option for them. Yeah, I suppose when you think of it like that, because not everything can evolve. Or if you don't evolve everything around Chrono, you just add so many different extra combinations of triple techs that work. Yeah, and there, there has previously. to be one person out there that didn't like Chrono. I mean, he's wrong, but there has to be at least one. Yeah, come on this show. We will debate why you are wrong. We will debate why you are wrong. Do like. Come on, Patreon. It's like when I mocked Barry. It's like, ah, that's it. That's it. You, you've mocked Barry. I'm coming <laughs> on. I'll pay my money just because you mocked it. It's that sort of situation. There'll be someone that's saying, no, you th- I think Chrono is shit. I will pay my money on Patreon just to argue that point, and I will bitch at you, which I, I love that sort of shit. But once you do <laughs> the main game, once you've essentially finished the main plot, you essentially go back to the end of time when you're basically told, right, there are all these different story paths you can go on. You don't have to. But if you want to go beef your characters up and learn a bit more about the world, you can. And I did like that. And I didn't like yeah. that at the same time. Um, because I was like, oh, okay, I can go learn more about Robo, which is cool. But then there's options to go do stuff about I'm not interested in, like Luca. I'm like, no, I can't be bothered doing that. But I didn't. I was like, fuck off. Um, so yeah. it's up to you what you want to do on that sense. And that's how you get their ultimate weapons and uh, things like that. And I always do it because I always like the backstories of the characters. And once you get the rainbow sword for Chrono, I mean, he's overpowered already with Luminaire. And then you get this rainbow sword that always does critical hits like 99% of the time. And he's just like this beast. Yeah, the ra- I never got the rainbow sword. Um, oh, you missed out. I know. But I, I well, I've got my save point, so I still could go back and do it. That that side quest is still there, so that's the thing. I, I paused it at a stage where, like, it's at the I beat Lavos's first shell, so I'm at the stage with the final boss, so I can always just go back and do it. Um, oh, have you beat the final boss? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good because I, I have a question for you uh, when we get to that point. Well, well, that final boss, I swear to God, was so fucking brutal. Um. And I had to go, luckily I found a grinding spot in the future of Robo to just grind and grind and grind because that final boss is so brutal um, where it's like left arm just goes oblivion. So much damage. And what the yeah. fuck? What, what, what the fuck? I was, I was like <laughs> level 40 and I just got obliterated by one attack. I went, no, bullshit. 
And that's where the side quests are good because by the time you're done the side quests, you're right at the perfect level to take them on with a little bit of difficulty, but not too much. Yeah, yeah, I think in reality, it's either you grind at that point, and there's a great spot. If you wanted the best grinding spot in the game is Robo's um, future story, and there's like a um, a conveyor belt you can just do over and over again. Just oh. do the conveyor belt, go back in it, like basically the, the just little entrance to the beginning, do it again, keep doing that. You get insane amount of experience. Yeah, that would be a great spot. So now that we're on the topic of the uh, final boss, that last character after you're inside the shell, who do you think is actually Lavos out of those three? You got the two pods over his shoulder and then the guy in the middle. I'd say probably the guy in the middle. Uh, see, when you, you can take the one on the left and the guy in the middle are pretty easy to knock out and they get revived, but it's that pod on the right is the one you have to beat to actually kill Lavos. Oh, Really? Yeah, if you don't beat that pod, Lav like you can beat that pod first, and Lavos will die. Oh. But those two guys in the middle, or in the middle and the left, they're just like his cronies. That pod is the real enemy of the game. I never knew that. I just went. I just went after and just yeah, because the sensor bot. Yeah, because the sensor pod looks like the boss, doesn't it? I yeah. just went and killed everything. I just went and killed everything as much as I could. Yeah, right. Pod is the. Uh... He's the actual real antagonist of this game. That's that's crafty. Yeah, the Lavos core. I've just googled it now. Um, no, I just went. Um, I just went after the middle because it looked like it's like the center, but always destroy the center. I was like, yeah. ah, all right, fair enough. I didn't realize. I just just went and killed everything. But, oh, it's all wiped out now. And eventually, when I got rid of it, I was like, oh, it's all gone. It's all wiped out. Um, done. You completely. And that's finished. how they get you. That's that's how they. I'd see that's a different thing. And then the the funny thing at the ending I got was like the main one was where like they go you basically go back to the town and it finishes off. It looks like Crodo's mum follows these two cats into the time gate and it just closes. And then it looks like Crono just goes, Crono, your mother, and he just goes, yes. Finally, like, like, I get the bed to myself. Yeah, the, he literally does a fist pump. He does a fist pump. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Why is he happy? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because in his house, there is only one bed. Uh, that's a good, yeah, that is a good point. That's a typical RPG thing. Like the Pokemon yeah. situation. Where does the mom sleep? Where's the other bedroom? Well, we know where she sleeps because there is no other bedroom. That or she's sleeping with the mayor. He had two beds. Or she's sleeping with Chrono and it's a bit incestuous. Hey, again, this is a different time and a different universe. Mm. I make no judgments except for that's gross. Well, yeah, exactly. You you do you, 1000 AD. Um, it could have been 1000 AD after divorce. You know, after she got divorced. <laughs> after Chronos, divorce, yeah. After she got rid of Chrono's dad, um, she went, right, well, Chrono's now old enough. Um, this is how it works in the real world. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Everyone's that's not gonna that's gonna take a few beers to erase that memory yeah everyone's looking at a photo of their mommy going no mommy no <laughs> uh, and yeah the, the, the idea I, I don't i can't think of many games like chrono like where basically oh yeah the final boss is there just yeah yeah you do what you want i can't think of games like that 
I, I really can't, and it gives you that option. And again, 13 different endings is mental. I, I suppose for me playing this, I'm like, right, I've done the one ending, I'll just watch the rest. But if you had that this year, the Super Nintendo was your, you know, you had that one game per year and that was your console. Yeah, you're going to do them, aren't you? You're going to try and do every single one. Yeah, and what's great about it is it's actually such a good story that playing through it a second, third, or fourth time is actually fun. Like yes. Some games, when I get to the end, I, I beat that boss and I put the controller down and that's it. I'm done. But yeah. this game is just it, every time I play it, I just get right into the story. I get sucked right into the universe. Yeah. And you know what? I, I can agree with that. Like I've faced, I completed Lunar uh, for the PSP and I did like the story, but I'm kind of like, I I would not do that again. I'm, I do not have any intention of playing that game ever again. Um, but this i could happily pick chrono up again when i've got a bit of spare time and go do you know what i'm going to do it like this i'm going to use this party this time and i'm going to do this and i i could i really could with this game yeah and like i said i play through it pretty much yearly now That's i a good have effort. a new game plus on everything and i just play for the story because the challenge is great but at this point i played it so many times it's not even a challenge on my first playthrough that's yeah it's basically you're that you're like fuck off game i'm I'm your you're my bitch yeah and if i feel like finishing it at any time i just can jump into the bu uh, bucket there and off i go and you're away i said the story is really good i think they handle like because handling time travel is always a tricky thing i know i ripped on it earlier it's a very tricky thing but i'd like to think they do a really good job with this and they 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 don't overcomplicate it. They make it simplistic. Um, but in the sense of it's simplistic, like they don't try and do the grandfather paradoxes left, right, center. They try and keep a story. The fact of the 12,000 um, BC, that's incredible. I still think, because that blew my mind when I first got there. It just made no sense, whatever. Actually, no, there is one thing I just need to, to raise. Um, when you go to 23 AD, uh, 23,000 AD, and you realize everything's fucked up, and you fight like a uh, a bike are you racing against a bike man has he like merged with a bike yeah I, i'm pretty sure that's like one of those technological enhancement cyberpunk sort of things going on there the guy has a wheel up his ass just to get around faster that's like that's, he's, he's the cool. ultimate wheelie shoes yeah i was like i don't i was like oh they've just put f-zero in the game just for the sake of it and sorry about that My that's phone right. going crazy they, they they just put like they put F Zero in. I actually should say they do do put a few mini games in here, um, which are again not needed, but they put them in and they're quite cool. Like they do drinking, drinking games, which probably get banned now. Like how much can you drink? Yeah, and it's always changed for the North American release. They're drinking soda. Oh, they're drinking soda. Uh, yeah, in Japan, yeah. it's all about the beer. No, when it gets localized over here, it, they always change it in every frigging game. If a thoder, because, yeah, you can't encourage master gig. But one yeah, thing, I, do you know what? There's one bit of the story we've not talked about, which I think is epic, was the trial. Oh, the trial is so good because what you do in the Millennial Fair affects the outcome of the trial. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it's literally what you do in the first few moments of the game. And you basically get put on trial for abducting the princess. And yeah. you basically get asked that the prosecutor asks you questions like, oh, what did you know? You what did you do then? And one of the questions is like, um, when you knock who knocked over the princess, you or her? 
And then it's like, who, what did you do? Did you go to the princess or did you go to the pendant? I was like, shit, I went to the pendant. And he's like, there we go. You were, it was yeah, basically- Yeah, you're guilty. You're, you're guilty because you were after the pendant. And yeah. then it's like, holy shit. Like the, the outcome of guilty or not guilty doesn't actually matter. Uh, the outcome is still the same. What happens after that? But it was such yeah, a- Yeah, it just changes the dialogue. Just changed the dialogue. But holy shit, was that such a cool moment. I was like, yeah, I mean, very good. Just the task you're doing around the uh, the fair, like there's a guy standing by a lunch there. And if you go fight the robot for uh, those points for the fair and then you go back and use the lunch to heal well, you stole his lunch, you're guilty. Yeah. If you talk to the cat and you don't bring it to the little girl, well, you're guilty of being a dick. If you talk to Melquire and uh, he uh, he asked to buy the pennant and you say yes, you're guilty. If you run towards the telepods or teleporters, and you rush Meryl from getting candy, you're guilty. It's just those little things that you don't think about at the beginning of a new game that have consequence. Oh, so if you don't buy it, um, candy, you're guilty. That's well, she will, she'll stop you and say, I just want to look at candy there, and you have to wait like 10, 15 seconds. But if you try to move at any time during that, they'll accuse you of trying to rush her to the teleporters. <laughs> I never, because I got a candy. I was like, fine, fine. I'll use my <laughs> money. I'll use my money considering you're a princess. I'll use mine. That's capitalism right there. Bloody hell. The yeah, that, that's how the rich it. stay rich. That's how the rich stay rich. They make the poor people pay down with capitalism. Um, but <laughs> it, it was so, that was just, do you know what? Again, in gaming, very clever, very, because whoever thinks about what they do in the first few minutes of the game extremely clever and again all the the worlds you go to every set design looks absolutely incredible the artwork is brilliant the sprite work is brilliant it, it we all know what score i'm giving this but i think it's an absolute experience to play and yeah. we all know square you know went to town whenever they made these games but holy shit it's just graphically is a beautiful game it really is. Again, you have to take your head out your ass if you're basing it to today, because that's impossible to do to compare it to today. You've got well, to even if you there. compare it to something like Octopath Traveler and all that, and it may not look as pretty with that two and a half D HD graphics that Octopath has, but it still holds up pretty good to comparable games like that. It can do, yeah, it can do. I think again, if you play the DS version, you're assuming. You can have a great time with the DS version. You really can. Um, yeah. yeah and again, if you compare it to Octopath, it's a bit different. But it's uh, for its time there, it's like the best looking game. Like even I love Final Fantasy VI, and I always go back and forth between this and that being my favorite of the uh, RPGs. But this game just kind of uh, nudges it in the graphical department. It's just just a little bit better looking than final fantasy six. And that really puts it right at the top of the top of the pile. Yeah. And I think I agree. I think it does look better than final fantasy six. Like if you look at just the sprite work of the characters, they, because they're so fluid in their motions, because in six, they're just basically, there's not much they have to do. It's basically a standing battle. Uh, whereas, yeah. whereas in this, they're all over the map. They're jumping around left, right, center. So they've got to cover them from all different angles where, from Final Fantasy, you only need so many different angles. But here, because they're all over the place, they're a bit thinner rather than, than they are with their Final Fantasy VI counterparts. 
and more detailed as well. Yeah, there's more detail. And again, this goes back to how we can say Crona. Crono is a silent protagonist, has so much personality because of his sprite work and his sprite design. Yes, the the cutscene videos help that more, but I think the sprite works do a good job. Oh, you can't like I've always played it without the cutscenes there. Uh originally, like I, I have played it through on the DS, but even without the cutscenes, the detail in the character is just, just absolutely great for 1995 work and the amount of work they put into the character design with Akira Toriyama and the uh, developers is just outstanding. 1995, that's mental when you think. I was nine. That is just blows my mind that it came out that early. It just absolutely destroys, you know, destroys me. And they, like, they just look, look so good. Like everything looks so good, and there's so much that I have not seen. Like I'm looking because I never went into the Black Omen, which is a location you get near the end of the game. I didn't go in there. Uh, you can completely skip that if you want. Um, yeah, like three ways to get to Lavos on your first playthrough, right? Yeah, only exactly that. Again, that in itself is mental. Three ways to get to Lavos. There is so much of this game if you want to uncover. Whether you want to do that on your first, your second, your twenty fifth playthrough. And you will find a lot. And I think it's great. I really do think it's absolutely fantastic. So uh, I, I, I've probably gone through all I need want to go through. Have you, has you got stuff you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we've talked about pretty much everything. Uh, like I said, the New Game Plus is, I think it was one of the first games, if not the first game to do New, new Game Plus. And the 13 endings, same thing. Uh, one of the first games to actually do multiple endings that became mainstream, but... I think we've talked about everything that I can really come up with uh, besides going through all the time paradoxes and stuff like that. But that would just be another four hour podcast. Oh, God. Yeah, it will be like, I, you know, I know there's Chrono and um, Chrono Cross, which is the sequel, but a lot of people don't like Chrono Cross. Uh, I've never played it, so I can't. I, can't I think say people had. Too much expectation for it to be as good as Chrono Trigger. That that's why people say they don't like it. But on its own, Chrono Cross is a good game. And if you get the Radical Dreamers, that's kind of the explanation between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross and how they link the games. I'll be link it. Maybe one day I'll give Chrono. Well, it's now available, isn't it? So maybe one day I'll give it a get, give it a go and see what it's like. Um, yeah. So if you had to score this out of ten, what are you giving it? Uh, for me, it's it's a perfect 10. Like I said, this is always on the top of my list of top games of all time. So I, I can't give anything. I'm very biased. It's a 10 for me. Yeah, it, it, it's a 10 for me as well. And it seems like this week uh, of my recording, I've been throwing out a few 10s. But there are some games which are just that level. And I, I do think this is it. So this is an absolutely fantastic game. I do think it's one of those you should play um before you die um i think it's up there so yeah if you ever get the chance i said if you want to play it play the ds version if it ever comes to, to the nintendo switch i don't know which version they're going to use which would be quite interesting but yeah i think you'd have an absolute great time playing it you really will yeah and in the meantime you can get it on cell phones and on steam as well so it's available for purchase yeah it's available purchased right now so you're all good well captain n Thank you very much. It's been an absolute joy having you on. Uh, as much as you keep saying you bullied me, you didn't bully me. I was always going to play <laughs> this. Uh, but I'll be expecting in future games, you will be bullying me into them. And I can't wait to have you on again, matey. 
Oh, we'll see what's coming up next. Uh, I, I like I said, I got a few ideas there. But thanks for having me, Danny. This was been a uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I really enjoyed doing this. Oh, brilliant. Well, you take care of yourself, and thanks again for all the support you give me, mate. I really appreciate it. Anytime, buddy. Uh, you have a good one. And that was episode 75, where we talked about Chrono Trigger. I hope you all had a really good time, and thank you for staying on board and enjoying it. Thank you, Captain Ed. It was great to have you on the show, and I can't wait till you come on again, Sunshine. Next week, it's Captain... Next week, it's episode 76, and I hope you all have a good week, and you take care of yourselves. Until then, I've been Daniel Carroll. Bye-bye. <laughs>